Back in the host chair for another week of the show that covers everything in the South. I'm John Rawl, and we are tickled that you could take some time to join us here on Y'all. We've got an action-packed show coming your way. Our friend Jerry Short will be on Hour 2. He's going to talk about his shoe and boot habits, and he's going to talk about the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, and an encounter with Elvis that didn't happen. It should have happened. But uh, his his community was not willing to fork over $150 to book Elvis Presley. And they've been kicking themselves every day since then. Our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, is going to be on with us in Hour 2. We'll start Hour 2 today with a quick look back at the weekend in sports. Congratulations to Kevin Harvick and his team winning at Darlington on Sunday in the first restart of NASCAR. Congratulations and the reward there is a race again this Wednesday at the track Too Tough to Tame. We'll have more on that and some other sports information include the passage of Pepper Rogers, former college and USFL coach. He passed away over the weekend. I'll share the latest on that as part of our weekend sports recap. We begin this hour with headlines and we'll move over to some business headlines across the Southeast. In fact, we're going to hear from the CEO of FedEx, Fred Smith. He was just recently interviewed, and the local Memphis TV station, WMC there in the Bluff City, had this, as well as uh, some commentary and some other important information about FedEx, and we'll have that as part of our Southern Business Report coming up in the next segment. When the hour wraps up here today, don't go anywhere because I'm going to stick around and do something I don't normally do. I'm going to put on my comedy hat, and we're going to have some good Southern humor for a few minutes, and join us there as we talk about the headlines and some coronavirus humor and some more. All that's coming your way later this hour on the show that's all about the south reach us here at your leisure our number is 803-816-1170 that's a number that is available for you to text or call every day every hour of the day 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com y'all is the official ultimate guide of the south and don't forget you can go on facebook and like our y'all show like our y'all.com it's easy to do. You can follow us there, and we encourage you to do that so you'll be up on everything we put up, both on the Y'all show front as well as the great stories going up at Y'all. In fact, starting our headlines here on today's Y'all show, go there to y'all.com right now for all the latest in terms of, oh, did we really need this to turn out to be a real storm? Tropical Storm Arthur. It's the first named storm of the 2020 hurricane season as this thing formed saturday in waters off the coast of florida marking the sixth straight year that a named storm has developed before the official june 1st start of the atlantic hurricane season and now tropical storm arthur crawling close to the north carolina coast and experience you'll likely have in the outer banks area of the state and maybe into coastal virginia Threats of minor flooding and rough seas as this system moves off the southeast seaboard. As this thing is tracking at 8 p.m. last night, the storm center was about 260 miles south-southwest of Cape Hatteras. So at some point, depending on when you're catching us today, it's likely kind of skirting past most of coastal North Carolina into Virginia. But as it said, look for this thing to cause some flooding in North Carolina and also look for the low-lying areas of Virginia, even on the Delmarva Peninsula to have some problems there as expecting one to three inches of rain through Monday, through today, in this portion of North Carolina and other areas of the southeast. But Tropical Storm Arthur, it's a real storm after, again, it developed on Saturday. And now 
we're reporting to you today. I, I thought last week it would kind of fizzle away, and I didn't want to even bring it up to you as a threat as a, of a tropical storm or even worse, maybe turning into a very low-grade hurricane. Unfortunately, it has it's going to have some kind of effect, at least in North Carolina and possibly more. A very bizarre story coming from the state of Louisiana over weekend. It had to do with a funeral in Bogalusa, Louisiana, and now multiple people have been shot again at a funeral service there north of Louis, uh, north of New Orleans. Bogalusa is technically right along the Mississippi line, north of let's see, north of Lake Pontchartrain is where we're talking about, just to the south of Columbia. Mississippi is where you'll find it. And again, something went awry over the weekend at a funeral service and somebody pulled out a gun. 13 people shot Saturday night as this group gathered for an impromptu memorial service for a man who died. And there they had this outbreak of gunfire in, in Bogalusa, a man whose body was found earlier in the month, by the way. The, no one luckily was killed, but one person in critical condition in the shooting in Bogalusa, the crowd was gathered in a vacant lot to remember Dominique James, who was missing for several days before being found back on Friday, May 8th, inside his vehicle in the woods there in the Bogalusa area. And now after this gathering of at least 150 people here at this gathering and a chaotic scene there with somebody pulling out a gun or guns shooting and wounded people being taken to different hospitals in that portion of the state of Louisiana. And unfortunately, None killed. Unfortunately, people hurt. None killed, thankfully, in this memorial service coming in Louisiana. A sign of the times that things, hey, they might just be getting back to normal. And how do you know things are kind of getting back to normal? Look at the state of Tennessee, if you look nowhere else. As Governor Bill Lee in recent days has given the green light to open up restaurants first at a 50% capacity. And as of today... The volunteer state is allowed to have now full occupancy in terms of the restaurants. You, I think, have to have servers wearing masks and such. But yes, Tennessee is getting a little bit more back to normal maybe than every other state at this point. Also, you can get your hair cut in the state of Tennessee. You can do other fun things. You, you can't go into a bar that's exclusively a bar at this point. That's the last thing that Tennessee is not allowing and the other thing that Tennessee can't you can't do is you can't have like a concert or a sports deal that has people in the stands. So that's still in the, another phase. But this latest phase, you can go in and restaurants can have a full capacity. And I don't think you're going to have that in most cases. You might have it in a few places to start out with. I know one of our local affiliates based in Tennessee had a bet on the George B. Show on WTJS about whether restaurants starting today would be full? Would people be waiting in line to go into restaurants? Or would they be hardly anybody there because people are scared? And I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to go with the side that people are going to be loading these restaurants up. People are tired of eating their ramen noodles. They're tired of eating something out of a bag. They're ready to get back to restaurants, especially their favorite restaurants. So, yeah, look for Tennessee restaurants now that they are allowed to be back at full capacity to be booming here for a few days and, and good on them. And we hope this trend continues at all of our Southern states, our Southern restaurateurs, our, our people that work at these restaurants have been hit in the pocketbook, just like we all have. And so why not load them up even more over these next few weeks when we can go back and see our favorite restaurants and tip our waiters and waitresses really well. And hopefully they'll be back up. And when they go balance their year ending tax books for tax records, 
they'll be able to say, well, I that's it, that darn coronavirus, yeah, it hurt me in the months of March and April, but man, May and June and July and August and September and October, November, December, I made a fortune. That would be a very positive thing. But we all want to do it responsibly and we all want to do it the safe way. And as a result of what's going on within the borders of the state of Tennessee, a sign that things might be really, really improving. Graceland is going to reopen this week after it shut down tours and exhibits due to the outbreak. As this tourist attraction, the home of the King of Rock and Roll there in Memphis, said it has adjusted its tours and its restaurant and retail operations since it closed in March. The tourist attraction is centered on the life of Elvis Presley, and it attracts more than 600,000 people each year to Memphis, Tennessee. Graceland said that it is reducing tours of Presley's former home term museum to 25% capacity, requiring employees and encouraging visitors to wear face masks and limiting restaurant capacities to 50%. So that's one place you won't be able to have, for the time being, a full load there at the restaurant. I didn't even know they had one. They better serve the peanut butter and peanut butter and banana fried sandwich there that elvis liked also at graceland temperature checks for guest employees will be implemented and hand sanitizing stations are being installed at the home of the king of rock and roll but if you've been wanting to go to graceland and you might live one of these states that are kind of shut down right now tennessee welcomes you with open arms just make sure you're gonna be wearing a face mask and sanitize yourself up and be prepared to maybe wait in a little bit longer lines here now i know some of you may have little ones in school and they've been doing this whole distance learning thing for the last two months it hasn't exactly worked out according to what they had to put together back in march some places are actually saying you know what we're just gonna go shut it down and we're gonna just call this school year over with right now some of your kids may have already had that alert most school systems in the south run through at least toward the end of this month some of these school systems shut down a week ago, two weeks ago. I wonder if the school teachers are going to give back part of their money now that the school systems are deciding to shut down a little early. I'm just just wondering there. But yes, it has not been exactly perfect. I know, for example, a district in rural Georgia is among many that have pulled the plug on distance learning, citing familiar reasons. It's too stressful. The lack of devices and Internet access is too much to overcome and what students get from it. Well, it just isn't worth the struggle. This year in Georgia, where the school year is ending early for one of every 10 students, many district leaders say the final weeks of the school year would have been dedicated anyway to preparing for and taking standardized tests that are now canceled. Governor Brian Kemp and state school superintendents there in Georgia have moved to dismantle parts of Georgia's high-stakes testing system, and they've said that they are not opposed to fewer instructional days. But yes, many, many places you're seeing the school year kind of come to a quick end citing the reasons i just said it's just not quite working according to the way that they thought it would be but to their credit nobody really thought they'd ever have to do such a thing here in 2020 but yeah adapt and overcome i guess lesson learned in case we have to go through something like this again a former miss america a former texan beauty and a former first lady of the commonwealth of kentucky and a pioneer in sports broadcasting phyllis george died over the weekend at the age of 70 for many years she was one of the hosts of the nfl today on cbs and she died over the weekend at age 70 
as she'd been in a long fight with a blood disorder, a fight that actually had stretched over many, many decades. I think I saw maybe even her own daughter, Pamela Brown, who works at CNN as a White House correspondent, essentially say that they were really lucky to have her mom as many years as they had because the blood disorder she had often doesn't allow you to live to age 70. But Phyllis George, again, who won Miss America back in the early 1970s, back in 1971. And not long after that, she joined Brent Musburger and Irv Cross and Jimmy the Greek Snyder on the NFL Today. And if you were a child of the 70s and 80s, you remember tuning in and seeing her. Definitely the best looking of that bunch of four. And her smile and her charisma and the way that, again, she kind of pioneered women in sports by taking on that role in the 1970s she was a native of denton texas attended the university of north texas there in denton and then went on to tcu after earning a scholarship as miss texas back in 1970 and then as i said she ended up becoming the first lady of the state of kentucky as her husband was elected and frankly he was likely elected because of her that's what a lot of people said is the people in Kentucky, and who can blame them, they'd rather see her than this guy that was campaigning, Governor Brown, to become the governor of that state prior to his being elected. But sure enough, she had a long career and broke a lot of glass ceilings. And then, and, and maybe her greatest accomplishment, she was the proud parent of Lincoln Brown and Pamela Brown. As Lincoln, I think, is an entrepreneur, and as I said, Pamela, you can catch her normally on CNN. She's a White House correspondent, although she's not been on there lately because Pamela, not long ago, I think back in March, had her second child, and luckily, Phyllis George got to see her granddaughter before she passed away here in the last few days. Phyllis George, classy lady, classy Southerner, dead at age 70. Another classy guy with a Southern connection that passed away over the weekend. And this one is really tough for those of us who like good, fun humor. And that's Fred Willard. The comedic improv style actor has died at the age of 86. Now, he was not a native Southerner, sadly. This actor known for his roles in This is Spinal Tap, Anchorman, and Best in Show has now died at age 86. Now, Fred Willard is a proud or was a proud alumnus of Virginia Military Institute in Lexington, Virginia. And you may not think this guy who was this comedic actor could have gone to a military school in a prestigious college like VMI, but he sure did. I think he graduated in 1955 was his class there in Lexington, Virginia at VMI. Prior to that, he went to high school at Kentucky Military Institute in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And then after his VMI degree, he went on to work in the U.S. Army, was stationed in Germany while serving in the Army back in the mid-1950s, right in the middle of the Cold War, and then ended up getting roles after he decided to go into acting and had a long career, and you know him. He's a guy that was very familiar. If you ever saw some of the fun stuff that he did in film, he got a start back in as far as films in 1967's Teenage Mother. He was in that movie. He was in Hustle, also in First Family, also, Roxanne. This is Spinal Tap, as I mentioned. He played Lieutenant Bob Hookstratton in that movie there. And then, as I said, in 2000, he was in Best in Show, where he played the role of Buck Laughlin. And he got a bunch of awards and nominations for that. The American Comedy Award for Funniest Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. He won that one. He was nominated for the Las Vegas Society of Film Critics Award for Best Supporting Actor 
all that in 2000s best in show he was in a mighty wind he played mike lafontaine in that one and then in anchorman he played ed harkin and anchorman the legend of ron burgundy in 2004 so in a lot of different roles also on television shows and more a very very busy career and over the weekend this ohio native fred willard who went to school in kentucky and in virginia he has passed away now at the age of 86 an update on a fellow that passed away last weekend, Little Richard. He will be buried in the Huntsville, Alabama area this week, which is a little different from what most would expect because he was a native of Macon, Georgia, and then lived in the last few years in Middle Tennessee. Little Richard is going to be buried at an HBCU in Huntsville, Alabama, Oakwood University, as he'll be buried in the Oakwood Memorial Gardens, and this will be there just north of downtown Huntsville, and a close friend of his said that the singer was an alumnus of Oakwood. I didn't realize that. And little Richard died on the Saturday of last week at age 87 due to bone cancer. The cemetery, by the way, and the ch- the school there in Huntsville, Oakwood, is owned by the Seventh-day Adventist University, of which I think little Richard was a member of that denomination. And now he'll be buried right there on the grounds of Oakwood University, the HBCU in Huntsville, Alabama, which, by the way, has another HBCU there in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Are you all familiar with a school called Alabama A&M? So two HBCUs there in Madison County, Alabama. And now the forever home of Little Richard, the rock and roll legend, being buried at the Seventh-day Adventist Cemetery there at the Seventh-day Adventist University there in Huntsville, Oakwood University. Now, Virginia, an update there on some stuff going on in terms of a lawsuit. A federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit filed by the NAACP in Virginia that sought to remove the names of Confederate leaders from two public schools, saying in part that because the schools opened more than 50 years ago, the statute of limitations had expired. As District Judge Robert Payne said during a previous hearing that he thought the lawsuit was time-barred, The Hanover County School Board had argued the civil rights group should have gone to court more than a half century ago. The group sued Hanover County and the county school board in August over the naming of Lee Davis High School after Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis, and then also Stonewall Jackson Middle School in Hanover County, Virginia. Again, according to this federal judge, he's dismissed this lawsuit, and so for the time being, those two schools will continue to have Confederate names as part of their their identity in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And lastly, as we wrap up our headlines from across the Southeast, we'll keep this story in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we need a good dumb story today. And luckily, this is not coming to us from Florida, as we often have. A shopping suspect, a shopping shoplifting suspect, to be specific, in the Commonwealth. What did this shoplifting suspect do to disguise him or herself when they were shoplifting? Well, it actually was two of them. Two shoplifting suspects. That's even worse. That makes the story go to a whole new level of stupidity. These two suspected shoplifters in Virginia are total melonheads because in the town of Louisa, Virginia, the police there went on Facebook to post the images of these shoplifters, not kidding here, wearing watermelons, real watermelons, on top of their head. As on May 6th, they shoplifted according to the police department, at the Sheets Convenience Store in Louisa, Virginia. Now, luckily, the other day, an arrest happened, and the police reported 
that the comments they had from other people about posting this said they had seen the duo elsewhere in town and had snapped photos, which they posted. And sure enough, I've seen the photos of these knuckleheads. I don't have their names. I'd like to actually call them out here on the Y'all Show by name. I guess we'll just have to call them Melonheads. And I don't even know what they shoplifted. But yes, they are in a whole lot of trouble now after they cut out watermelon rinds with holes cut out for the eyes and shoplifted there at the convenience store. If you're going to do all that work at a convenience store, at a convenience store? That's that's my point. To to go bust open a beautiful watermelon at a convenience store? What's a convenience store got that important to shoplift for? Uh, I could see maybe at a liquor store or maybe a jewelry store. But uh, yeah, that's what they're doing there at the old Sheets convenience store. When we come back on the other side of this break, we've got a quick Southern Business Report. We're going to hear from the chairman of FedEx, Fred Smith, talking about his company and how they're adjusting in this coronavirus time. That plus more headlines, including an update from Birmingham's own Golden Flake Potato Chip Company. Yum, good stuff. We'll have some business news about Golden Flake and more when Y'all Show continues. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five. Do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high 
baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank And thanks for sticking with us through the break. We begin this segment of the All Show with the Southern Business Report. And no surprise here, U.S. retail sales plunged a record 16% in April, right in the middle of the coronavirus as U.S. retail sales tumbled by this record from March to April as business shutdowns caused by the coronavirus kept shoppers away, threatened the viability of stores across the country and further way down what already had been, at least the prior month, a sinking economy. The Commerce Department's report that came out on Friday says that retail purchases showed a sector that has collapsed so fast that sales over the past 12 months are down a crippling 21.6%. The severity of the decline is unrivaled for retail figures that date back to 1992. The monthly decline in April nearly doubled the previous record drop of 8.3%, which was set just the previous month. So we're really, no no joke aside, really just uh, going way, way, way down and we hope we can get it turned around quick. But again, retail sales plunging a record 16% in last month alone as the coronavirus is hurting so many of our great industries. FedEx out of Memphis is an industry that's been hit, as all industries have been, especially in the airline business and the shipping industry and more. And FedEx CEO Fred Smith recently was interviewed by the Washington Post on a video chat with them last week. And we're going to go now to Memphis, Tennessee, WMC-TV, and Kendall Downing is the reporter there. And he's going to report on what the Washington Post did in their interview with Fred Smith. And then he actually brings more of a Memphis spin to some of the thoughts on his report here. And let's go again. This is courtesy of WMCActionNews5.com and reporter Kendall Downing, his reporting on FedEx and his interview there that includes Fred Smith's interview with the Washington Post. Our hearts go out to everyone who's been affected by COVID-19. My best friend died of it three weeks ago, so it's it's hit all of us. The man at the top of FedEx opened up Thursday morning about COVID-19 in a live 30-minute interview with the Washington Post. We've moved incredibly about 17,000 tons of PPEs. Fred Smith says FedEx has been hard at work transporting PPE and testing kits as well as getting everyday items to customers' homes. Declines in freight and business-to-business traffic nationally and internationally were made up by increases in movement of consumer goods. Our business-to-business traffic contracted significantly when the lockdowns went into place, but it was replaced by enormous amounts of business-to-consumer deliveries. Smith was asked about employee safety. The commercial appeal has reported on the deaths of five FedEx employees who worked at its Newark, New Jersey hub and about claims the shipper did not do enough there to protect employees against COVID-19 exposure. The paper has also reported on confirmed cases at the Memphis hub. We've done all the things CDC and WHO has recommended in terms of the mask and the sanitizers and the spatial distancing. Smith says to those looking for work, the shipper is hiring across the nation, adding 4,000 drivers per week in FedEx ground. He credits those frontline workers with being the face of the company during an uncertain period where packages are keeping people connected. If you want to come work for us, uh, we'll be glad to take you on. We've got great people out there on the road. They're, they're just heroes. I get emails and 
and uh, talk to people every day that are just so uh, appreciative of all of our employees. Smith was also asked today whether he thought another federal stimulus package would be necessary. He said he was going to defer on that one and leave that decision up to the politicians. He also said FedEx is screening employees at all facilities, and they are acknowledging the new reality of this, that testing will be needing to be made available to employees if the employees need that testing. And that, again, was Fred Smith, the CEO of FedEx, and his thoughts about his company. And that was relayed to us courtesy of both the Washington Post that did the interview with Fred Smith and then the Memphis TV station there, WMC-TV and reporter Kendall Downing, as we got that from their website, WMCActionNews5.com, giving you an update on what's going on with FedEx. Now, Tesla, as you might know, they've been in a little brouhaha with their native California as California has threatened to keep them from going in and making cars, their electric cars and such. And so now Tesla has announced the finalists for a new U.S. factory. I think they're still going to keep whatever they got in California, maybe even their headquarters. But they are announcing now two places as finalists for their new factory here in this country. And those two finalists are both right here in the South. Congratulations to Austin, Texas. Congratulations to Tulsa, Oklahoma, as they are the two cities that are finalists right now on where they're going to build a new assembly plant. Tesla, the electric car company, we're not sure which one's going to end up winning the bid, but this new factory will be Tesla's biggest factory so far, as the electric car maker has said it wants the factory to be in the center of the country and closer to East Coast markets. Tesla's current U.S. vehicle factory assembly is in Fremont, California, as they have 10,000 workers there. The company has a second U.S. factory in Reno where it builds batteries for its vehicles and employs about 6,500 there. So, good Lord, if they're going to build this thing in either Austin or Tulsa, we're looking at maybe a fifteen to 20,000 employee building there. That's pretty impressive, and I know people are anxiously awaiting where Tesla is going to open up here, their largest factory in the coming future, although that future might be pushed back a little bit more now because of the virus. But Elon Musk, he's got a heck of a company. It doesn't make any money, but he's got a heck of a company, no doubt, and a heck of a product there for sure. Now let's talk a little potato chips, if you don't mind. The parent company of Birmingham's own Golden Flake potato chips is currently in talks for a billion-dollar merger. As the blank check firm, according to Bloomberg, Collier Creek Holdings is in talks to acquire the snack food Yutz or Utz Quality Foods, which owns Alabama's own Golden Flakes. And the deal values Utz at more than a million, or rather a billion dollars, and could be reached by the end of this month. And nothing's set in stone as a deal could fall through. But I didn't realize that old Birmingham's Golden Flake, it actually sold out. In 2016, they sold out to Utz for $141 million as Golden Flake was founded in 1923 in the basement of Hills Grocery Store in North Birmingham. And now this parent company, Utz, could be merging and going in with another company in a billion-dollar potato chip deal. Makes you want to go grab a few of those Golden Flakes. Where's Bear Bryant when you need them? This is the Y'all Show. When we come back, speaking of the bear, we're going to have some humor at the the, uh, misfortune of Alabama football when we come back. I'm going to put on my comedy hat. Hope you'll enjoy, and we'll have a little good Southern humor when we come back as the Y'all Show's first hour winds down. This is the show that's all about the South.
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. We're the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Welcome back. We all need a little humor, right, these days. It's been a rough couple of months here. And here on the Y'all Show, we try to bring you fun and excitement and humor from time to time. And on this little segment that we call Hashtag Hullabaloo of today's Y'all Show, we're going to do just that. We're going to dive into the humor bag. And I've seen over the last couple of weeks some of our great comedians of the world reach into their bag of tricks to bring out a few laughs during the coronavirus. So why not here on the Y'all Show, we reach deep inside our bag of tricks and see what we can dig out here on the show that's all about the South. And to use a sports analogy, oftentimes in comedy, if you can get, let's say you bat 250, one out of every four jokes brings a laugh, then then you've done something. So perhaps right here on today's Y'all Show, we'll be able to do exactly that. So let's kick off the fun with here, our our Southern fun, our Southern humor with a little levity. And as I said, it's now been two months since the coronavirus got into the news and things have been going crazy these last 60 days or so. But congratulations, we've all survived And kind of stealing a page from the headlines of way before the coronavirus, we've seen in the last two months, governments crack down, mostly in blue states, crack down big time. And it's become hard 
to go against the government with these forced shutdowns. And so it makes you wonder, during these last two months, where has Antifa been, for goodness sake, as they always were just beating the drum for fascist, fascist, fascist. I don't think for some of you anything's more fascist than being told you got to stay inside for two months, although we understand the reason for that. But yeah, the Antifas of the world have, have sure been quiet over these last two months, have they not? And as we continue to talk about the coronavirus, President Trump in Washington, he keeps touting that there's going to be a vaccine. In fact, at the end of last week, before he went off to Camp David, he said we're going to have a vaccine, or he hopes to at least, I should clarify, hopes to have a vaccine by the end of 2020. So we're talking right around December 25th, 26th, somewhere in that time period, we should have a vaccine. And I know the good folks of Alabama, especially the Crimson Tide fans, sometimes have been accused of not really looking at their calendar too much. So, hey, Roll Tide fans, just so we can put this in perspective for you, President Trump hopes that the coronavirus vaccine is going to be ready about the same time Alabama is going to get thumped again by Clemson. That's that's the plan, Alabama fans. Sorry, I know that was a low blow, but hey, it's either Alabama or all the other colleges in college football to go against, and I'll choose everybody else when I'm wanting to have a good laugh. But I got another laugh coming for another SEC program. We're going to have some more sports humor coming your way in in just a minute here on the Y'all Show. Hey, if you want to share some jokes or some fun, we want to let you know that you can always reach us here at the Y'all Show if you've got some good Southern humor, and that number is right there, 803 816 1170 you can call or you can text that number anytime you feel like it and let us know what's on your mind it might be humorous you might have something negative to say we'll take it all y'all here on the y'all show and that's again the way to reach us right there on the show that's all about the south okay continuing our trend of talking about coronavirus and i promise you we've got some non-coronavirus humor that we'll get to in a second i wish i were joking on this i wish this was a a a truly made-up humorous joke it's not i bet you y'all have seen some goofy stuff here in the last two months well i saw maybe the goofiest thing of all just the other day when i was out believe it or not picking up some food and a guy came in, uh, and I'm not kidding, 100% truth, scout's honor, scout's honor. A guy came into where I was picking up food, and he had on, I'm not joking, a washcloth wrapped in, it folded up in two, and he had it over his mouth like this, a washcloth, and he had, I think, uh, maybe a string over his ear so it would be held up. But that's a, a cheap way to get you a face cover and is to go into the bathroom and get you a, a washcloth and then attach it to your face and i laughed at the time but then i realized maybe what he's doing is brilliant because hey when he gets back to his hotel he can just leave that on the hotel be- bathroom floor it's pretty smart although i don't think this guy was staying at the local holiday inn if i if i had to take a guess but one thing i do want to bring up i know a lot of people have had something to say about where we've been over the last two months when it comes to having problems finding toilet paper and other paper items in a grocery store. It's been really, really stupid that we have run out of toilet paper. Maybe some of you have had a little bit better success over the last few weeks, but why people decided to hoard toilet paper, I have no idea. In fact, just the other day, I stopped by the local Big Lou Wiggly, and I was going down the aisle that has the paper products. 
no toilet paper no toilet paper you'd think we we would use toilet paper meanwhile there were plenty of options when it came to tissues to kleenex and i'm sorry i sneeze and need a kleenex maybe once every two weeks i don't know about y'all maybe you can get by a little quicker or or you may need more kleenex than i used i guess i got good internal plumbing but i don't need all that kleenex i need toilet paper y'all need toilet paper right yeah you do and so therefore it's just a darn shame that you're sitting there looking at empty empty shelves where toilet paper should be and there ain't no none there zero but plenty of kleenex and it got me thinking that uh you know i'm okay with kleenex i mean kleenex we maybe should use more of it or because look you know, when we run out of Kleenex, we can always uh, uh, get by, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, th- I think you do. All right. Hey, let's go to some real news. And this comes to us from just outside of Nashville this week. Uh, Keith Urban in the news. He put on the first drive-in movie theater concert, and he did it for the great workers who were working on the coronavirus at Vanderbilt Medical Center in Nashville. And he put on a, a free concert. He's gotten a lot of national attention. Keith Urban. The music superstar married to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And he did this in front of a big screen. Big screen there. It's maybe the first time somebody in the Urban and Kidman household's been up on the big screen in a long time. That was that was pretty low, I know. The real truth of the matter though is Keith Urban, good on you for doing this. I don't often credit him a lot because he's not a southern boy. He's not even an American boy. But he's been around Nashville a long time, so he's 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 working our way into being a good Southern boy. But Keith Ibn, good on you for doing what you did the other day in Nashville. And to be honest with you, Keith, with that kind of performance, you truly are becoming an urban legend. <laughs> Come on, you can laugh, you can laugh. Hopefully, again, as long as I get one out of every four of these things brings a smile to your face, then I'm doing okay. I promise you, because I have no live audience. So I had a live audience here. I know all of you would be falling on the floor laughing. Now, it is a rule in a large portion of the South that you must fish. Fishing is a state law in a large portion of the South. And I'm not much of a fisherman, I'll be honest. But I do like me some fish. In fact, I got to brag. I got to brag. I had me some delicious catfish on Friday. And that's not a joke. It was... It was cooked up in a way I've not had it cooked up before, and boy, was it just tasty. Delicious catfish. And I'm not going to tell you where I got it from because I don't want y'all to go in there and, and have them cook up all the catfish. And then when I go back in there here this week, it, it they'll be out. So I'm not going to tell you, but just take it from me, Johnny, that it was darn good, okay? So with that in mind, it's always good to have a little fish, fish, to talk a little fish humor with all y'all here, right? So, I have a little catfish humor. Do you know why catfish, when you first get them out of the water, when you got them there on that hook, and you pull them up while, they, while their faces are, are blushing? Do, do you have any idea why a catfish face, why they blush when you get them? It's because they just saw the river's bottom. They just saw that river's bottom, and, and they're blushing. Oh, that, it ain't that cute. It sure is. Okay, let's talk about NASCAR. Maybe you tuned in on Sunday, Darlington, South Carolina. 
that the Darlington Speedway there, the track too tough to tame, also known, I think, as the Lady in Black in the PD of South Carolina. Congratulations to Kevin Harvick as he picked up his 50th win in NASCAR racing in front of, oh, about three people and a couple of pigeons, maybe a few seagulls there at Darlington Speedway in South Carolina Sunday afternoon. But for NASCAR, great for you. You're back up and going. You proved that you could go, and I think it worked out. Heck, I even tuned in, and I'm not even normally a NASCAR viewer, but I thought it was pretty intriguing to watch, first of all, something live, but second of all, to see what it's like to race with no fans in attendance, and that's what they had there at Darlington Speedway. And it, it had me thinking, no fans in the stands, you know, that's really not all that unusual for NASCAR here in the last couple of years. They've had a lot of empty seats over the last couple of races in NASCAR. But I, I was watching it on Fox. It was on the main Fox network Sunday. And it kind of did remind me of the few times I've tuned in NASCAR here recently that NASCAR, yeah, you know, NASCAR's back when they go around the track one time and then they got about 12 commercials on television. Yeah, you know, NASCAR's back when it's up and going like that so that's funny now back to a little college sports humor if you don't mind as we wrap up our southern humor with all y'all here on the y'all show don't forget we can all always find everything here at y'all at our website y'all.com y'all is the ultimate guide of the south and it's right there at y-a-l-l.com check it out this is on there all the other great stories we put up daily multiple times a day we go around the website world more than nascar does i promise you but lastly to take it back to the sports world and here in the south we love our college sports as we wrap up our humor here on this beginning of the week edition of the y'all show tennessee the vols they're excited about what's going to be happening if there's going to be a college football season here in 2020 and the qb of the vols may be just the most experienced QB coming back in the Southeastern Conference here in 2020. I'm talking Jarrett Garantano, and he's going to be taking the snaps and hoping Tennessee is made great again. They almost got there last year. They turned their season around after losing to Georgia State and, and then had some good wins there at the end of the season. But Tennessee could be a sleeper team here this year contending for the sec east believe it or not and although i'm not really wanting to talk a lot of sports here or get into the x's and o's in this humorous portion of today's y'all show we'll talk a little more sports when we get to hour number two today but jared garantano he's gearing up for a big season on rocky top and i think it's getting to him a little bit he knows that he has potential to steer this team back to greatness and i have to wonder jared if he sits around there on the hill in Knoxville in his big orange and wearing his big orange PJs, if he's sitting there thinking, you know, I think we can do something special here this year in Knoxville, yeah, maybe, maybe, just maybe, if things go the way I hope they go and the car, the stars align, oh, maybe, maybe just like somebody else, I could end up being the Heisman Trophy runner up in 2020. Now, if that happens, you know Tennessee is back on top. <laughs> and that is a quick, quick, and I mean quick, look at some funny things here, putting our little y'all Southern spin 
for all y'all to enjoy hope you enjoyed that we have more of the show that's coming up and we want you to stick around we do have some real sports news that we'll get to in fact speaking of college football and usfl football a passage over the weekend pepper rogers a former georgia tech yellow jacket passed away and he coached the college game he coached the usfl's memphis showboats back in the 1980s and we'll tell you more about that and some other sports headlines as the y'all show continues with a whole nother hour thank y'all for being a part of the show that truly is all about the south Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Y'all.com, the ultimate guide of the South, is the presenter of this, what we call the Y'all Show. And we are right here for another hour of everything going on in the 16 southern states. And we've got some storytelling coming from one of our 16 southern states coming up in the next segment. Our friend Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller, will be on. And we're going to have a good time catching up with old Jerry. That's coming up in the next segment but right now we start this second hour of today's y'all show with a sports rewind what happened in the world of sports and we actually had sports go down this past weekend i actually tuned in on sunday afternoon and i saw a couple of really good golfers whether it was ricky fowler or dustin johnson out on the golf course in florida at seminole wearing their little cute little shorts out there and they had the skins game and It was good to see them, although they didn't do all that well, in my opinion. But, boy, it was just good to see some real golf being played, although it wasn't an official PGA Tour event. It was neat to see those 
those legends of golf out there in live television. In fact, our commander-in-chief, a big golf fan, actually called in to Mike Tirico there on the NBC Sports broadcast, and that was a lot of fun to see. Also, Sunday, if you tuned in to Fox, you got a chance to see NASCAR's Cup Series as they raced at Darlington, South Carolina, and the Real Heroes 400 was held on Sunday, the first race to happen since the coronavirus shutdown of nascar and congratulations to kevin harvick he won his 50th race as a nascar driver and i don't know how much money he got there for the win but i saw the interview he did when he finished the race only the reporter fox had the microphone there regan smith i think was his name and he stuck the microphone in harvick's face and there wasn't anybody else around but the reporter and harvick there was no one in the stands it was pretty weird but you know what I don't know about y'all, but I actually watched the last 25 to 30 laps of the race, something I don't normally do on a Sunday. And I I watched because it was pretty neat to see NASCAR this way. No fans in the stands, but it was still pretty good racing. They still were zipping by. They still had a few crashes. They still had the the sound. and didn't have the smell. You couldn't get that there on your television set. But it was sure good to see some kind of event like a sporting event like nascar although i don't really consider it a real sport it's a a entertainment thing but it was it was good to see it back and i know a lot of people excited about that and if you like nascar being back guess what you don't have to wait very long because on wednesday and this will be televised i think on fox sports one wednesday night you got prime time racing in darlington instead of racing for 400 miles they're going for 500 miles this weekend this wednesday night and then they move up two hours north to charlotte for a race there at charlotte motor speedway this weekend they're working their way to the coca-cola 600 the longest race on nascar schedule and that'll be happening in just a few days believe it or not but nascar is back and i'm real curious to know how the ratings were i bet you nascar probably had a real uptick a big uptick if i had to guess with the ratings having this race on sunday and other than that little golf thing going on on nbc and and it was pretty boring i love golf and i love to watch it on tv but because it was only a foursome out there playing it it was a little boring thankfully the president called in and, and at least that made for some good television for for a brief time but congratulations to kevin harvick again nascar turns right around and wednesday they race again at the track too tough to tame sadly a passage in the world of college football and the usfl pepper rogers who played his college ball for a very good georgia tech yellow jacket football team helping them to win a national championship back in the 1950s he has passed away at the age of 88 a statement from georgia tech said that rogers died in reston virginia where he lived after retiring from his final job as Washington Redskins Vice President of Football Operations. No cause of death given, but he recently suffered a fall. At Georgia Tech, he was a quarterback and kicker, and he was part of a team or part of teams that went 32-2-3, and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets claimed two SEC championships and won three major bowl games during his three years on the varsity team there for Bobby Dodd at Georgia Tech. And in 1952, the Yellow Jackets... They went 12-0, and and he was throwing a bunch of touchdown passes. He even kicked the field goal and added three extra points in a 24-7 victory over the Ole Miss Rebels in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia Tech finished number one in the International News Service poll, but ended up, and this is always the case back in those days, 
Tech was number two behind Michigan State in the AP and coaches poll that year. They should have won it. There was a bias against Southern teams in those days. He ended up coming back to Georgia Tech as a head coach in 1974, although he didn't do too well as a head coach at his alma mater. And ultimately, he became the head coach of the Memphis Showboats of the USFL. And when coaching in the USFL, he actually once wore a tuxedo on a flight to play a game against the New Jersey Generals, a team owned by Donald Trump. At another time, he donned a helmet he wore while serving in the Air Force in an attempt to motivate his team. The Memphis Showboats, they had Reggie White there playing for them in Memphis. And then he went on to be a head football coach at Kansas in his career. And he also was at UCLA and didn't do too well there. Pepper Rogers, a fixture in college football as a player and as a coach and just a a personality, Georgia Tech great, dying at the age of 88. Also want to tell you about a former Arkansas Razorback running back. DeAnthony Curtis has been hurt in a weekend accident, and he's now in the hospital recovering from burns he received on May 9th, a couple days ago. This happened just after his 30th birthday. According to his wife, she and Curtis were driving to El Dorado from Camden, Arkansas, with a portable fire pit and cooler in the bed of his truck. The cooler caught on fire, and as Curtis tried to get the cooler off the truck, the cooler exploded, leaving burns all over his body. And now he's currently in the hospital former Arkansas Razorback running back DeAnthony Curtis trying to recover from this burn incident in the state of Arkansas as he played for the Hogs about 10 years ago in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And lastly, an update on the Tolia Tagviola update, the former backup quarterback at Alabama behind his own brother, Tua Tagviola, as Talia is going to be going from Alabama to the Maryland Terrapins from the Big Ten as he announced this decision at the end of last week. And I think I'll have to sit out a year, but that's where he'll be going from the heart of Dixie to uh, essentially the nation's capital. He entered the transfer portal a couple of days back, and now he's already found a home. And this looks like it's going to be a good fit for him as Double T, Talia Tagvaloa, going to be a Maryland Terp in the future. And that's a quick update on some sports headlines from the weekend. When we come back on the Y'all Show, talk with the Southern Accent, we're going to have our Southern Accent up big time as Jerry Short will be on the Taka Polo Storyteller. And it's coming up next. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Hello. Welcome in to our show as we begin another week of All Things Southern. And you know what the start of a week equals. It means time to talk to the Takapola storyteller, and that would be our own Jerry Short. Jerry Short, how the heck are you as we start up a new week, sir? Feels pretty good being outside. Oh, yeah. Look this at, virus. Look at you right there. It looks there. like a... Uh, Looks like a prison wall behind me. I may still be in parchment. Well, we've talked before about how you have spent time behind bars, and now I don't know if you're behind them or in front of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good to be outside. I got birds. I got birds chirping on one side. Sound like a robin. I got a couple of babies up there. They're feeding, and uh, <laughs> uh, a few cars going by. And, you know, it's really. Uh, nice to be out a while it is nice of course we're we're in the south we're an all southern show and that's why we're taking some time to get out in the great outdoors jerry short and last week when we had a chance to talk to you one of the things we mentioned at one point was your your clothing including your hat and i see you've got your your reliable hat on jerry the other day when i was killing time like everybody in the whole world's having to do right now I started to think about a subject I don't think we've ever talked about, and I bet you, and you, you and I have not done prep on this subject, I bet you this means something to you when I bring this subject up, and that would be the subject of shoes. Well, you kind of put me in a situation. Are you wearing shoes? Uh, like I wasn't like a real cowboy mm-hmm. because I was more on a farm in North Mississippi. Yeah. But when you're on a farm, I'm going to show you why. I prefer to be a cowboy. Okay. When you're on a farm, like if you're hoeing cotton or you're shucking corn or you're hauling hay, this is a preferred hat. And obviously, I haven't got a haircut mm-hmm. yet. This is the uh, this is the country hat right here. That is what we call, in modern coronavirus times, that's what we call a Tiger King hat. I don't know if you've seen that's, that. Yeah. I don't know much about this Tiger King, but I've heard a lot of advertising. I think there's going to be a show on Fox tonight about that. Jerry, if I didn't know any better, if I saw you walking down the street with that hat you got on right there, I'd think that you were from some other place like Australia or London coming here trying to be a country music singer. Well, 
you know, that might work <laughs> if I could carry a tune. Yeah. That's my biggest problem. You, you can't carry a tune? Uh, no, I, I don't know if I ever told you about, uh, like I was in the 10th uh, grade and our band in high school always got to go to all these football games around Christmas and New Year's, these all-star games like the Blue Gray and Senior Bowls and stuff. So uh, I had a couple friends in the band, and they talked me into uh, asking the band director if I could join. So uh, I went down, and uh, I asked him, and he said, you sure? Now, I know you want to play sports. You're not, you're not getting in the band for these trips we make. Are we going to go to Montgomery to the Blue Gray? And then we're going to go on to Mobile to the uh, Senior Bowl. And I said, no, sir. But well, we need more people marching and playing. If you can just play a little something. And I said, well, these friends are going to loan me, loan me an instrument. So what do they have? And I said, well, I got a trombone I'm going to start with. So I went to the band hall the next day. And I carried the trombone. And it didn't take me about four notes. And he said, uh, nah, that won't work. What else they got? <laughs> and... Uh, I turned and I asked a friend of mine, I said, what else y'all got at home? And they told me, that, how about uh, the drums? I asked him, I said, yeah, how about a drum? He said, bring it tomorrow. We'll try the drum. So here I am. I'm trying the drums. I can't even play a drum. Gosh. And uh, the band director looks at me and he said, you know, I, I just don't know. You know, you just don't seem to have the uh, musical beat there on uh, playing these instruments and you sure? Uh, he said, I think you just kind of want a trip. I said, no, sir. So they come up with one more. They come up with the, uh, they get this one. They come up with one called the, uh, Flute? if I remember it, it was the one where you take your, your little, uh, um, all the little soft, uh, uh, looks like a kind of, uh, got a little ball on the end of it and, and you beat it on a, what is it? A xylophone? Yeah. Something like that. And, uh, and you couldn't do that? I played that, and he said, no, can't do it. And he, so he gave me cymbals, and we went out to march. And we were marching, and I blew it with cymbals. <laughs> so uh, he said, I tell you what, you're kicked out of the band. Yeah. He said, "What I'm, I, I think you are what we call tone death. So, and, and now instead of playing cymbals, you are a sex cymbal, Jerry Short. Oh, I, well, I had to change to become something. Mm. And if I'd have had this hat, then might have failed there also. Not that I didn't fail there anyway. Well, like I said, <laughs> you may not have been able to play cymbals when you were in high school, but you're a cymbal now, I guess a sex cymbal wearing that hat. Jerry, you're trying to dodge my question. And my question oh, was yeah. about shoes. That's a subject I don't think we've ever talked about. Have you ever had a pair of shoes that meant something extra special to you? Have I ever had a what run it? A my- pair of shoes. Pair of shoes that meant something really special to you. Well, uh, I know I know Loretta yeah, Lynn and yeah. her song "Coal Miner's Daughter" sang about how they only got a new pair of shoes once a year at Christmas time. Hopefully, the short household wasn't quite that bad. No, I got a. I had sandals and Converse tennis shoes, and then I had Buster Browns, and uh, you know, no, I always had penny loafers when I was pretty young. But that was kind of like a trademark, like his hat. I wore penny loafers. Never did wear boots real well. Uh, I don't know what it was about boots. I, You know, I'd even work in the field with tennis shoes on. Uh, I worked in the woods cruising timber with tennis shoes. 
although I suppose to have boots with steel toes in them. I worked uh, anywhere I could. I would not uh, put a boot on. And I don't know, boots just never were comfortable on me. But, yeah, I've had some shoes that uh, Penny Loafer or two. Uh, I had some moccasins one time and probably the proudest I ever had. I might have bought those moccasins at the same time bought that cowboy hat, Wichita Falls, Texas. So uh, I fixed up in the in the Indian lore. Okay. I thought that you'd for sure be a boot man, especially like a working boot type guy. You know, I'm not. And uh, I've, I've had that put on me a lot of times with different jobs where it's kind of required that you have a steel toe boot. I have never had a steel toe boot in my life. I've had one, but I've never worn one. It just it hurt my it hurt my toes. My feet are a little wide. I'm about a about a three wide E, triple E, maybe even a four if I can get one. So I think that's got something to do with that pointed boot. Mm-hmm. It just uh, you know now I did buy some Roy Rogers boots like in the fourth or fifth grade and you pull those up and wear Roy Rogers on, them, you know, to school and things like that. And, you know, it would be a, I didn't, I said, I bought, uh, they were probably purchased for me by someone, but, um, uh, yeah, I've, uh, that'd be about my only boot would be a Roy Rogers type boot, uh, or, uh, Gene Autry, uh, whoever was popular at the time. Jerry, you're a child of the 50s and 60s. And child of the 50s. Yeah, 50s and 60s is what I said. And I know that you may have, evidently, based on what you just told us, you were in the upper echelon of kids. You must have been given everything you wanted growing up. But a lot of kids, I assume, that you went to school may not have had it so easy. And the idea of having a nice pair of shoes was not something that it w- was easy for everybody. That's true. Uh, you know, I had a good, I had a good friend and. Everybody laughed at him and said he wore brogans. And, you know, they would uh, just work boots with laces that you uh, mm-hmm. wrap the leather string around the uh, hooks. And uh, they go up above your ankle and call them brogans or something like that. But my daddy always wore boots. Like what type you of boot? I mean, always. Not cowboy? cowboy boots. Cow- work boots. Work boot, okay. Yeah. Work boots on the farm. Okay. And, uh, I never, I never, I just wanted a boot guy and, uh, now tennis shoes and, and uh, penny loafers. You got, you got me there now. <laughs> I wore penny loafers probably till I was 40 before I got frost, uh, bitten feet. But you probably like me, you probably don't have dozens of shoes in your closet, right? No, uh, I tell you, I'll, I'll, the only kind of shoe I used to run a lot, wouldn't know it by my size, <laughs> but I used to uh, run 10Ks a lot and go around doing that, and then I would run uh, every night, make sure I'd run. So I, I bought New Balance. Uh, they had the first $100 running shoe, but I took that, I subscribed to the Runner's Magazine. So I started, I, I finally scraped up $100. And I bought one of those shoes. Now, this is, you know, in the 70s. I was married, but uh, $100 is hard to come by. And uh, I, I use those to run, and I've never had any tennis shoe since that day 
uh, accept a new balance. That is the only uh, only tennis shoe I wear is a new balance. And uh, to me, it's the best shoe. Plus, they don't throw a lot of money at advertising the athletes that are making plenty of money anyway. So I figure let's go with new ballots, even though they're made in England. Okay. <laughs> and that's kind of been my deal with, uh, with shoes. Okay. Well, I'm glad, and, um, glad we brought it up. I've got to ask you though, as we're talking with Jerry short, this is the y'all show talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. And as our taco polo storyteller has reminisced about his own shoe background. And I've thrown out my one cent of knowledge, Jerry, you and I have something in common. And that is, that? we're fellas, okay? And us fellas, we're, man, we're fellows, we're guys. That's right. And guys usually don't have dozens and dozens of shoes in their closet. But I know you've been around women in your life, and there's something about women, God bless them, but they're, they have an attraction to shoes, and they got to have a lot of them. At least that's been my experience. They do. They do. They definitely do. And you're allowed to, and, to uh, elaborate on your end. Well, you know, yeah, you know, I've had three wives, and uh, the one I've uh, married to now that can't get out of the Philippines because of this virus still got her locked down. She's pretty, uh, she's pretty good about not having too many shoes. But uh, I had one one time. That, before uh, before we leave, current wife from the Philippines, of course, it was a, a middle wife. Maybe. Okay, it was and, the Philippines uh, that brought it, us the most famous case of a woman with shoes. Amelda Marcos had. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Probably houses full and, of uh, shoes. They kind of laugh at her over there about her shoes. Of course, her husband was kind of like a dictator, and uh, kind of like I think he was yeah. for about for about twenty years. You know, that's what you run you when you run twenty years of running a country, you're pretty much a dictator. But uh, yeah, Miss um, Marcus did wear uh, quite a few shoes, and she was famous for that. Yep. And uh, but my wife. Uh, Evidently didn't have Marcus money growing up. <laughs> so she didn't wear that many, but she is proud of shoes. And, but she's, uh, she prices them pretty good. She don't, she don't go for that, uh, that name brand shoe big time unless it's on sale. Thank goodness. And, uh, well, she makes her own money too. So she could buy whatever she wanted to buy. And I'd be proud for her. But, uh, she knows, and she'll buy me tennis shoes too, and uh, and she knows to buy me new ballots, and uh, she knows to buy me a, a extra wide four uh, E if you can find one. And new ballots is about the only shoe you can find it that wide. A four E. So um, anyway, we uh, we uh, we're not we're not the biggest shoe family, John, and uh, I may need to change hats again. <laughs> And raise my foot up and show you my new ballast shoe. <laughs> uh, uh, that's quite all right. We are wrapping up Shoe Talk with Jerry Short here on today's Y'all Show. Hey, stay where you are. When we come back, we're going to keep Jerry on. we got more excitement coming from Takapola, USA, and wherever you are. We appreciate you listening and watching the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all. We'll be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Changes every time When you think you're gonna win You think she's giving in A stranger's all you'll find Yeah, it's hard to figure out What she's all about But she's woman through and through She's a complicated lady So color my baby We're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Our friend Jerry Short is the Takapola Storyteller as we close down this start of the week edition of the show that's all about the South. And we've been talking with Jerry Short in the previous segment about his footwear and perhaps some of the footwear that his ladies have had through the years. I get by like Jerry with a nice pair of tennis shoes. That usually does the trick for me. And then if I'm feeling uh, a little adventurous, I'll slip on a pair of sort of uh, uh, dock, uh, dock, dockers or whatever they're called. Just a little. There you go. Good shoe. Yeah, just, just something I can wear with a pair of shorts, whatever. But you won't find like me. I won't spend more than $100 a year on shoes for, for sure. And usually my pair of shoes last a couple of years. And I'm perfectly happy with that. Jerry? I know that yes. you and I, you and I both have had to kind of spend for the last couple of weeks a lot of time to ourselves. How have you been doing from a stir crazy standpoint? I'm gonna tell you. Uh, 
I thought I was going to do pretty good. Started out okay. And night before last, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't stay awake. <laughs> Went to sleep in the chair. Why, uh, listened to uh, XM radio. I didn't saw so much news. I probably put it on the Elvis Channel 19 and listened to some Elvis music. But I went to sleep. Then I went and laid down. Then I woke up at about uh, 1 o'clock, and I went and fried four eggs and throwed some grated cheese over them and ate that. And then I went and laid down again, and I didn't wake up till lunch, which was right at 12 o'clock almost. You lazy bum. That's the first time in my life that I can remember ever, ever having over 12 hours in a row. And I say in a row, that egg situation was somewhere in the middle there. Hmm. But there's another one. I've never been to bed before 10 o'clock and uh, that I can remember. And I've got a better memory than... uh, Vice President Biden has. He's struggling <laughs> with 27 years right now. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I'm having to go back to 70 years on so, oh my stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I, know, I, I was listening to him talking about, my gosh, that's 27 years ago. And I'm thinking, 27, that's yesterday. Hmm. I mean, if you can't remember what happened 27 years ago, um uh, you ask me questions every time we turn around. Uh, Buster, I ain't had a Buster Brown shoe in 40 years, probably, 45 or 50. You know, they were mostly for real young kids. Converse, you know, it kind of got out of style 50 years ago. So if I get questions and Mr. Biden is beside me, uh, I'm going to call his attention to some things that he should remember. And then I'm going to ask him why he don't remember. <laughs> well, I got a good idea why he don't remember. Jerry, but I want to know for having such a great memory. You know what we need to do here at the Y'all Show? We need to get you your own pair of Buster Brown and or the Converse All Star shoes. How does that sound? What do they still make Buster Brown shoes? I don't know. You know there was a store, the oldest uh, department store in the South. Called Nelson's or Nelson's, whichever one you want to call it. And they had a whole Buster Brown department downstairs. And uh, that's where I'd get my Buster Brown shoes downstairs of Nelson's, which they've used that in a movie. Have uh, The gun in Betty Lou's handbag. Uh, she was she was trying to rob or do something at Nelson's department store in Oxford. But that's where I got my Buster Browns in. And I would imagine back in that day and time, if you got a Buster Brown, you had to go to a department store like that or go to Memphis. And uh, but they were they were they were the deal. They they would advertise it on Ozzy and Harriet or Long Ranger or some uh, old TV show in the 50s. Get you a Buster Browns. Yeah, I missed those. I'm sorry. But you mentioned staying up late, Jerry, and you mentioned Elvis a little bit while ago. I mean, based on your routine yeah. here in this coronavirus, I'm starting to wonder, are you trying to be the next Elvis? Elvis would stay up all night. He would eat meals at four in the morning like you did, and then he would sleep most of the daytime. Do you have something you know, in common with your cousin? 
You're right. And and when Elvis was even in the hospital, you could go by the Baptist hospital. It was about 12, 15 stories tall. And he would usually be on the top floor. And what they would do, they would take aluminum foil and put over all the windows to keep it uh, in the daytime where it would be like night. He would do that and when so he would go he on rode, tour. When he would go to hotels, yeah, he'd do the same thing. if you rode down Union and looked over to Baptist Hospital, which is uh, – it's been blown up and uh, and knocked down now. But uh, Elvis, uh, you'd know Elvis was sick or in the hospital because he was that way at night. He was uh, up all night, and uh, he put two shows on in a row at Vegas. Only wanted to do two long shows. And back then, and he'd do long ones. And sometimes, and Jerry, he did three. Up. He did three shows on occasion. Yeah, sometimes he did do three in one day. You're right. And uh, let me tell you about Elvis. He, uh, go ahead. I want to hear. It. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're far more. No. Advanced. You're far more on the Elvis. Co- By the way, before I forget, Jerry, I'm not sure if you had heard. And I'm. This is another question I want to ask you. Dick Grobe died about two weeks ago. He was the sort of head of Elvis's security for about ten years. And part yeah. of the Memphis Mafia, uh, again, Dick Grobe, who was very close to Elvis, as most of those people were, but he was sort of the head guy for security, and he passed away about two weeks ago. Any thoughts on Dick Grobe, Jerry? Huh. You know, it's it's not many left now. No. Uh, since George Klein's gone and uh, Red West is gone and he's gone, I guess he was friends with uh, Wink Martindale. And uh, you can even go back to uh, uh, it's another talk show host that he was kind of friends with. They may be there's only about two people left really that were uh, close to Elvis. T.G. Shepard and, would be uh, one of them. Who? T.G. Shepard. Yeah, you're right. He was. And there's a few women left, and Margaret's still out there. And uh, Linda Thompson, that lady that become a nun. Hmm. Uh, I believe she's still there. She did two movies with him. And Ann, uh, well, that wasn't Ann. You may remember her name. She's a nun now in uh, Massachusetts, I believe. But uh, real pretty, cute little young girl. And uh, uh, But being from Tacopola, he did a show in Tacopola. No way. Uh, at, the, uh, at the gym, Nazi. And he would go around, you know, when he first started doing those kind of shows. And uh, I had a friend that uh, was a disc jockey in Grenada. And I told you about this boy. He died, Brad Penix, not uh, too awful long ago. And he's the one I tricked into riding that muscadine vine into that tree and hitting it head on. I need to know that story. In the woods. We'll, we'll come back to that one, but go ahead with the f- story about him and Elvis first. Well, his, his daddy come home at night, his, his mama said. Brad, uh, Brad probably wasn't born because he was 12 years younger than I. But uh, he said, man, I had to set up for a guy that did a show in Grenada tonight that if he could make it, anybody can make it. It was the most pathetic thing I have ever had to listen to. And I can imagine it had probably been like me listening to uh, blah, 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 I'm not going to say. But uh, then uh, on tape, the uh, radio guy in Water Valley, I heard the other day uh, a tape where he said, 
he went to Memphis to get Elvis to perform at the fairgrounds in Water Valley. And Elvis said, uh, well, it's going to take $150. He says, I need and a bus ticket from Memphis to Water Valley. And he said, three bus tickets for Scotty Moore and uh, and uh, who was the other guy? The bassist. Uh, yeah, I knew you knew. And uh, just checking on you. I don't and, know his uh, name. I think it might have been Bill. Uh, Bill Black. Is that right? It was, it was Bill Black. Okay. And uh, Scotty Moore. So uh, anyway, he uh, he he. They come up. He would come back to the uh, Chamber of Commerce in Waterville. And boy, they wanted to get Elvis. He was just coming out. You know, going to these little old, little old, uh, places like that. You know, putting on a show. And they could not come up with a hundred and fifty dollars in two bus tickets. <laughs> they come up with a hundred dollars, and Elvis said, "No, I want Scotty and uh, Bill to get uh, the same. I want them to get fifty dollars each, and then uh, I want seventy-five, and then I want the bus tickets." And they could not afford Elvis Presley. That price. That so is times have definitely changed. Yeah, times have changed, Jerry, and I don't know how in the world they couldn't afford one hundred fifty dollars. And in case you don't know where Water Valley is compared to where Memphis is, it's about an hour and a half drive, maybe even yeah, close not to much t- of a bus ride. Two hours back in the day, if you had to go down some winding roads, not too many interstate choices at, in nineteen fifty six. Well, let's see. The interstate wasn't built, and you went fifty one. Then you had to come across uh, to Oxford mm-hmm. because that was a gravel road cut through there, yeah. and then come down. So you had you had about forty, eighty, get about a hundred miles okay. one way, but about a two hour drive. That way. It's a quicker time yeah. today. There's a interstate that takes you right into Memphis, but but you still got to go about thirty minutes of back roads. Not yeah, exactly. That in 1960. It didn't require him to stay overnight, essentially, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, he could go to Water Valley. That's cr- true. Turn around. But, you know. Not that you'd want to stay there. a lot of those little places that he performed that you go by, and I don't know why they don't have a sign like George Washington slept here. They should have some that said Elvis performed here. There's a little old place out by my farm called Big Creek. Hmm. It's just a little settlement between Calhoun City and Grenada. And he performed there. And uh, I guess they was able to come up. The most farmers must have chipped in to have a show. So uh, you just never know. I, I, he did that show in 57 in uh, uh, Tupelo. Mm-hmm. Welcome home, Elvis deal. Yeah. And as far as I know, that is the only recording. Anytime you see Elvis performing in that black velvet looking outfit, He's outside on the stage at the Tupelo Fair, and that is the only outside footage that you can find of Elvis Presley performing outside, unless somebody would dig some up of a shell in Memphis at the uh, at the zoo. Jerry, Jerry, let me Elvis eye, let me Elvis eyes here and show my Elvis knowledge. You're going to help me. You're going to have to help me out with the. I think it might have been Steve Allen. But Elvis, he actually went out to California right around that same time, 1956, and he performed in San Diego on the deck of an aircraft carrier. And that now, was, he did do that. And, and that was televised. Did, it wasn't uh, a full concert, but he did perform on a, it might have been the yeah, Steve he, Allen show. He did a song or two. 
does that and, uh, does that somehow joggle a memory for you no I, I i knew that but i meant like a full show okay he wouldn't do it because of sound he didn't think was quality enough outside for the audience and uh now he did one on the arizona when he did the fundraiser oh. for the arizona and pearl harbor okay he uh he performed there and uh but he didn't do much i think it was about four songs five songs and then they had a uh they had a concert inside also but uh he wouldn't do one uh outside where he could have filled up a huge stadium you know he would do a lot of them at these colleges mm-hmm. i know he did one at alabama tuscaloosa he did one at uh, lsu at baton rouge and uh the reason he wouldn't do one in mississippi we had a tax on entertainment that was elaborate hmm. and uh he wanted to do one and he, colonel parker wouldn't let him because the tax was going to eat the profits up so had a tornado that hit macomb mississippi and elvis said i'm going to do one for my home state so he brought his orchestra and everything in about 1973 or four and he paid for every bit of it and i bet you went it was a hundred and ten thousand dollars come out of his i bet you went to it uh, absolutely, and I met him out at the airport when he landed at the Jackson oh. Airport, and he come out, got off. He didn't come down on the big uh, Lisa Marie plane. He came on that little Learjet-looking plane, yeah, yeah. and he landed, and he walked over to the uh, fence, and he signed autographs. My wife got an autograph, Oh. and uh, he walked right down the fence all the way till he got over to uh, the uh, – car that was waiting to pick him up to take him on out to uh the coliseum fantastic uh, elvis memory from also went to another one down there and uh the price for it was twelve dollars and fifty cents gosh pretty good that was about 74 and i know a friend of mine uh what is the same guy i mentioned a while ago we waited in line all night all day the next day we got we were I got seats behind, behind him on the top row. That's where a friend of mine had him. And he said, I'd have never in this world give $12.50 for a concert with Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that was just astronomical. Now, I, I saw the Beatles in Memphis, and I, I think it was $25. But that was a little bit – no, it was in the 60s. Hmm. So uh, anyway – uh, of course, there's four of them had to split the money, right? Sure, sure. Jerry, before we get out of here with you today, we got to go back to our muscadine vine conversation with the guy you were mentioning before. The muscadine vine. Oh, when he come down the... Yeah. I, yeah. I've told that before. You want me to tell it again? Sure. Oh, got to make it he quick, a, though. He, you know, we cruise timber together in the woods, and uh, we you have to run a straight line on an azimuth you know and you can't deviate and you take a plot ever so often but we got to this deep gully and i saw this vine muscadine vine hanging off of a big big oak tree and uh i told brad i said brad i tell you let's swing across this like tarzan 
And of course, I was younger then. I was more like Tars than I am now. And uh, more like, uh, I don't know who now. But I went on and I knew if I swung way out to my left, I could clear it because the vine would clear and I, I got on the bank on the other side. Mm-hmm. Then I threw it back to him. And then I look up and here he comes. He gets a running start and grabs that dang muscadine vine and he's coming straight for that oak tree. And that was about a 40 inch diameter oak tree. And he didn't, he didn't move left, right. He dead centered it. And I think it liked to knock him out. I had to get him out of the ditch and he was pretty deep down in that dang ditch where the tree was coming out of. So, uh, you know, you can lead a horse to water. Sometimes you can make him drink and, uh, you know, if not as good as, uh, Jerry Clower with, uh, Marcel or somebody, <laughs> you know, getting a chainsaw out and going, rah, 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 rah. you know, it's a lot easier to just fool the son of a gun and let him hit the tree. That's a good memory. Jerry Short, thank you for the memories. We hope the memories keep on coming from you. And you have yourself a good week. And one of these days, we're going to have to sit here and uh, hang out again, like that we used to do way back in the early part of 2020. Sounds like a good deal. I can get out from behind these bars. <laughs> we like that idea. Jerry Short, everybody. And that will conclude our Y'all Show today. Thank you very much. We've got an action-packed Tuesday Y'all Show coming your way. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Of course, go to our website, yall.com. That's y'all.com. It's the ultimate guide to the South to be able to watch this show in its entirety, the a conversation we just had with Jerry Short, and for all the incredible, incredible stuff that gets put on y'all.com each and every day. Check it out, y'all.com. Until we see you again on the Tuesday show, y'all have a very good rest of your day and thanks for being a part of y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book, take a walk, unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September, paint a self-portrait, catch up on a TV series, do a puzzle. Remember, 
We should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen... Being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.